Well, we're looking forward to the holidays, of course. You may be traveling, you may be staying home, uh, but uh, emergencies can also come up, whether on holiday or uh, during the holidays while you travel or at home. So joining us is Dr. Charles van Lochrenberg. Um, I was just uh, checking my phone before coming on the show, and by then already, it was one o'clock, but I'd already gotten a few messages. Ma, ma this, ma that, ma. You know, so you know your kids are on holiday uh, when you look at the kind of communication you get. So things can go wrong in the home, but uh, how do you prepare for some of these eventualities? Charles, thank you so much for joining us on this one. It's a great pleasure to chat again. How is it? So when it comes to this uh, kind of thing, we only really think about it when we're in that situation. You know, when, when we're confronted with the, with the problem, not when we can prepare. So would you say that it's incumbent on every single household to have some kind of plan in, in mind in case of emergency? 100% right. I think that's uh, actually the most practical conclusion at the end of the day in, in that it's not about equipment or necessarily a whole range of training or skills that you might want to import into the household. It's just recognizing that some emergency is going to happen. It could be relatively minor. It might, perish the thought, be a bit more serious. Mm-hmm. And it's about having a, a quick response plan so that you, you know what happens. I always like to say, you know, you want to be able to push the green button, not the red button, you know, because uh, panic in, uh, is what often debilitates people from responding effectively and logically in sometimes the most simple of emergencies. Mm, I like the distinction that you make to say it's not about all the, it's not about the equipment but knowing that when X happens, this is what I do. What kind of message should we then be giving to our children, to uh, people who help us in our homes, our domestic workers, in case of emergency? What is the message there? Do we say, call me immediately, or this is what you do, this is where what you reach for, uh, to keep it, I guess, as simple and as effective as possible? The, the keep it as simple is, is brilliant. And I think if we can break it down into... You know, I like to do things like ABCs because, you know, us guys, we're super simple. You know, you, you can do ABC all together. I've got to do A, then B, then C. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, if I follow something like that, we think about things that somebody has to respond to immediately mm-hmm. versus call for help. So uh, let's think of an A. A for allergy. Allergies, you have to respond immediately. Mm-hmm. There's actually no time in a severe allergy for the help to come from wherever it's coming from. So in the household, if someone's an allergy sufferer, if it's mild, make sure there are antihistamines available. There's another A, antihistamines. Mm-hmm. If it's a severe allergy sufferer, they must have an adrenaline auto-injector pen available, uh, EpiPen, one of the, the, the drugs that are on the market, and you need to have a couple of those pens in the household, and uh, the caregivers need to be trained as to how to use them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no debate. So that ticks the allergy one, because uh, the, a severe allergy, whether it's a bee sting, whether it's a plant in the garden, some food stuff that's been eaten, uh, you just don't have time to uh, to react. So mm-hmm. allergy, you're prepared. Let's think of a B. B for burns. Burns are just the most incredible stress on tissue. They're, they're probably the most severe way you can injure tissue. Mm-hmm. Even if it's something small, think of a, a painful finger burn in a, in a kitchen-type environment through to a, a bigger spillage, a hot fluid spillage maybe onto somebody. So burns, it's about knowing what to do, which is cool running water. Just think cool running water, Absolutely no debate. There's, there are very few chemical situations where that's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, the generic answer is cool running water. And if we're going to go with one more product, let's let's go with a South African product called Burn Shield. Have some Burn Shield. It's a 
foam. It's an impreg- a gel impregnated foam. You can get it at the pharmacies. You can get it at many, many providers. And you keep a, a pack or two of burn shield handy just to put as a dressing directly onto a, a mm-hmm. household burn. So there's an A, there's a B. Let's have a C, CPR. Somebody in the immediate family or the caregiving situation should be trained in CPR. It's it's basic. It's such a simple skill. It teaches someone how to handle an obstructed airway, what to do if someone collapses, the the, the big stuff. It takes the panic out of responding to that big emergency. So CPR is definitely a C. And a finishing C, that's the call. So it's it's not necessarily call me or call you because you (laughs) might not be available. It's call the emergency services. And we need to make sure that everyone at home has got a number, has got a backup number, uh, and they know how to get hold of emergency services. Who can then dissect the call and decide how serious it is, offer you some help and assistance if it's not too bad, but at mm-hmm. least the heavies are on the way. So 112 from your mobile, 10177 is our national emergency number, mm-hmm. or one of the big private services, no problem, 082-911-084, the ER24 number, or the 911 number, all good. Mm-hmm. Just have... Uh, an available set of numbers that uh, someone can use immediately. And there we go. Oh, wow. You make it sound so easy. Um, nothing's worse than falling ill on, and I know they're worse things, but over the holidays, you know, when you fall ill and you're traveling, you're away. So what kind of things should we pack? We've looked, we've got our antihistamine, we've got the burn shield, we know how to do CPR, but there are all sorts of other ailments that might uh, uh, befall us while we're traveling. I remember having uh, some bug which meant uh, stopping regularly to throw up all the way back from Durban. Yeah, travelers, travelers um, gut things, whether it's at the top end or the bottom end, are probably the most debilitating yeah. and uh, they're the most frustrating to plan for. So honestly, the best strategy around all the other stuff is, number one, if it's a, a known threat, shall we call it, so you're going to a, a holiday or traveling to a malaria area, mm-hmm. you can prevent malaria with malaria chemoprophylaxis, fine. So that's the pills you're going to take with you. If it's an unknown threat, so for example, a food bug, a tummy bug, uh, your question indirectly is, should I have an antibiotic prescribed from my doctor to take with me? Mm-hmm. The, uh, yes, if you're going to remote places or places where access to reasonable health care is not uh, prompt and easy, then have a conversation with your practitioner about taking a broad-spectrum antibiotic with you for the incidence of uh, uh, a gastro, for example, which can be, really can lay you quite low. Mm-hmm. If you're going into a space where access to healthcare is reasonable, you're traveling through most of South Africa, for example, then honestly having a a variety of antimicrobials at your disposal is not necessary. I certainly wouldn't recommend it. Rather go with the prevention strategy. You can do far more by washing your hands eight times a day than you can by carrying uh, an A to Z pharmacy in your hand luggage. So adopting a sensible strategy around what you're eating and, and how you look after personal hygiene is even for the most sophisticated traveler, a really, really effective prevention strategy. Uh, you know, more bugs uh, in the environment, be they viruses or bacteria, are spread from surfaces to mouth via hand touching mm. than you can possibly believe. You'll, you'll literally lock yourself in a mm. sterile bubble if you realize what's out there. <laughs> and the easiest way to protect yourself is just to keep washing your hands. Uh, have one of those alcohol-free, those hand... Um, Do you recommend those? Available. Okay. Love them. Love wow. them. 
you know, you might be too far from a tap. You might be nowhere near a basin. Have something where you can just little squirt bottle, clean your hands before you eat, before you prep something, and uh, your your uh, the, the the magnitude by which you decrease the risk is just phenomenal. Wow, um, I see those hand sanitizers everywhere, and people pop them out. I think, yeah, whatever, it doesn't work. I know it does. It but looks a little bit sort of Jack Nicholson obsessive compulsive. Yeah, you know, yeah. where you think, oh goodness, I, you know, I don't want to be seen in public cleaning my hands, and you know, maybe I'm telling the waiter that it's not cool if I like give his his fork a, uh, or knife a wipe on the country, <laughs> but really um that's where the bug sits and it's no it's no shame to adopt a sensible strategy to keep hands clean um you don't have to you know clean the room of the wine glass i think you'll manage <laughs> but uh, certainly hands clean is a, is a fabulous and well worth uh, well worth it as an intervention i've changed my mind Charles. i've definitely changed my mind about them let's go to dustin who's calling from benoni hello dustin Hi, uh, good afternoon, guys. Um, I'm going to uh, the Kruger Park with my uh, two-year-old uh, this December, mm-hmm. and I know it's a malaria, high-risk malaria area. How do I, uh, you know, prevent uh, the, the problem, you know, Yes, for a two-year-old. It's a great, it's a great question, and the the, the sensible emergency and travel answer is uh, change your destination to Medique. <laughs> um, honestly speaking, for kids under five, you are taking a a risk. I'm not going to say it's a big risk, but you are taking a risk with uh, under fives going to malarious areas simply because the treatment strategies and the prophylaxis uh, that we've got available is less geared around little kids than, than bigger mm. kids. If if this is a, a predetermined thing and uh, there's no sort of opportunity to change, then yes, there are pediatric uh, anti-malarial preparations available and uh, you want to have a good conversation with your health care practitioner about the correct dosing. Mm-hmm. It's a weight-related dosing and uh, you're going to take extremely vigilant strategies against bite prevention. So you're going to be deeting and tabarding and long sleeving and yes. not being out at dawn and dusk and all those things uh, because, honestly, we, we just want to avoid malaria in little kids. There oh, you go. Dustin. You know, I grew up in the Lakeshelf area, and, uh, yeah, so I've never had it. So I just thought taking there wouldn't be a major issue. But, yeah, no, we'll obviously take yeah, it. Yeah, you see, the thing is, growing up in the in the periphery of, of malaria areas, uh, you may or may not have had it without realizing it as one, as one scenario mm-hmm. in the sense that, uh, you know, low-grade subclinical infections are quite common, and you would have fallen into a potentially semi-immune category if you'd been there for years and years and years. Uh, as soon as you're out of the, those areas, you lose that semi-immunity anyway. So you're coming from square one, effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, it's around prevention and vigilance is, uh, is just your, your bottom line strategy. All right. So speak to your right, uh, pediatrician. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dustin. Uh, and anybody else? I think that's sound warning. In fact, uh, it's important to emphasize that. So certain ailments for really young children or destinations, I guess, and what might what you might encounter there uh, might you might have to change your holiday altogether. Yeah, quite right. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, and I know people plan uh, uh, hugely and they invest a huge amount of time, money, etc., into mm-hmm. holidays. And mm-hmm. sometimes it just doesn't occur to you that that's a, a limiting factor. But uh, mm-hmm. Uh, generally speaking, our, our sort of practitioner advice is that uh, little tots and malaria areas, in the same way as pregnant moms, they just don't go well together. So, just if you can at all avoid it, do. Yeah, there's an SMS here about uh, gloves, saying that um, I've got a first aid kit in the house um, and recently had to use it, and the gloves were no longer the same. So maybe not having checked on this for a very long time, yeah. uh, now needing the, that first aid kit, you can't Many use those, those gloves. Um, 
many of those first aid kits come with a fairly entry level read aka super cheapo small set of uh, disposable gloves mm. and they really are hardly better than Rolotel some of them so honestly if you're prepping a decent first aid kit you might want to look at a decent set of disposable gloves so it's yeah. just you know a few rand more for a higher quality set of gloves not not surgical gloves per se, but just a better quality disposable glove, um, and then you've got something that's functional. Right. At the end of the day, 75% plus uh, of domestic emergencies are on family and loved ones, mm-hmm. so the risk of contamination is essentially zero in that space, so the emergency shouldn't um, you know, stop you from intervening, but in order to be safe in terms of transfer uh, of potential infectious uh, materials, certainly have some gloves handy, mm-hmm. and worst case scenario, you can always use shopping packets. Ah, yes, yes, as a substitute. Mm. Now, here's another one from Mposh. She says, I was really grateful for the first aid kit that I was given when I bought my car because during the holidays, my son got a stone stuck up his nose. So I went for the first aid kit and used the tweezers to pull out the pebble that was stuck in his nose. How does one possibly comment on that? (laughs) What I can tell you, though, is that... Don't um, don't sneeze, no pun intended, <laughs> mysterious objects disappearing up the noses of kids. Um, we've had unusual presentations in the emergency departments where kids have been messing about with little plastic toys. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I will say that it's been more frequently the boys than the girls, but I, I can't tell you why. <laughs> um, and the child presents some days, even weeks afterwards, with these with profound chronic upper respiratory tract infection, you know, sinusitis, etc., etc. And the, the root of the cause is a foreign body that's lodged up in the nasal cavity. So certainly it's not impossible. Mm. But thankfully, yes, to Alice, now you had uh, tweezers to remove the stone. Right. Um, so a final parting shot from you, Charles. What would be your advice? Just the basics we need to remember, apart from the ABCs uh, ahead of these holidays. We're not going to add to the ABCs. So we're going to say think ABC, think allergies, think burns, think CPR as the three biggies. Make sure you've got phone numbers in play so that you know who to call and have a conversation with a healthcare professional before you travel just in case you've missed something in your planning and then safe travel. Feel absolutely ready. Thank you. Super. You're most welcome. That is uh, emergency medical doctor, Dr. Charles von Lochrenberg.